Hey, you guys, good morning. Yeah, I'm, it's early when my body normally gets up around this time. But, but really early, not since the time was, um, fall back the hour. But I don't know about y'all and y'all, y'all state, man. These people are just, they just lost their mind. I just don't understand. Now they're talking about the, the FBI that jumped in and starting to arrest the militia. They should have been started arresting the militia. You know, how y'all going to let people just come walk out in the street with AKAs and rifles and shotguns walking down the street? You know, you know, they let it get too far. You know, they let it get too far. You know, now they got to watch and see how they're going to handle this election thing. And out here in Houston, I don't know about y'all state, but these people have lost their mind out here. Like, my God, they make that serious. Because at the end of the day, you got to give an account for your actions because you're dealing with people's lives. You know? It's just crazy. We are here to protect the monuments and making sure the protest is, is peaceful. That's the police job to do, not y'all. That's just crazy. So now you got you got businesses, business, uh, and then you heard the report. I don't know if y'all heard the report or not that the arrest that they made. Through the the Black Lives Matter uh, protest, they were they were saying ninety percent. I may be getting that percentage wrong, but majority. I'll just say majority. They say majority of the arrests that they made through these protests that was rioting and looting was people from out of town. So they coming from another state into your state, making it seem like the Black Lives Matters people are destroying and looting. You know what I'm saying? But as other people coming, matter of fact, they are paying these people to come to different different cities to destroy the cities. Just just, just get their mind off of what is really happening. And I say, my God, this is really, you know, um, we really got the spirit, not only the spirit of lie rapid, <laughs> but you got the spirit of good and evil fighting. I mean, you can literally see it's out in the open. And that's what I was saying the other day, y'all. I ain't gonna stay on here long because y'all see. Um, man, I'm just, I'm just all clogged up. I didn't dose myself with the, the vapor rub. I just took my sinus medicine. And, um, I was like, I don't know. I don't know what else. What is this? I guess I could take this. If we want to use I have to have my baby today. Alpha sauce. And, um, but my, I'm just shaking my head, y'all. I have never seen nothing like this here in America live. I've seen it on movies. I just saw it back in the 60s, right? In the 60s when they had the Civil War and all that. But my goodness. In 2020, we literally seen this. Wow, and I, 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 I weep, I weep. 
And the reason why I weep because 20, 20, 30 years from now, I don't want my grandchildren to have to go through this. This is just crazy. You know, people just trying to live their lives and make a better world. And, and they got these ignorant folks still trying to hold on to the past, thinking that they more than somebody other nationality, you know, trying to prove a point. And, and it just need to stop. It just need to stop. It just, it's just so hurtful. You know, it is so, it's crazy. But I guess every generation has to deal with it, right? people really and know who they are because that's all it is. People hopping from one group to the next group. Hopping and do one thing to the next thing. And they really don't know who they are. Trying to gain some type of acceptance and notoriety and you know what I'm saying? You, you really don't know who you are because you're endangering other people's lives, livelihoods, you're endangering you know, uh children, you're endangering, you're just endangering um, the era that we live in. And so I'm not going to stay here long because uh, I sound horrible. And But uh, y'all come on, send me y'all emails so I can send y'all this link or just go to facebook.com um, slash boom factor TV and um, everything is on there. If you call, call it from another country, you know, another state, all the numbers is there. You can call it on the phone. Um, okay. That y'all can come on because at 715, I'm going to lock the room. And we're just going to have a good on time on the Zoom, virtual Zoom birthday party, okay? All right, y'all. So I'm going to go take some medicine. I guess I'm going to lay back down for another hour or two for my grandbaby come by me. Okay? God bless you. attorney, uh, as a political commentator, and frankly, as a former White House official, uh, I used to think I knew a lot about how America picks a president. I was wrong. I did not know. And this year, I've been doing some research into some of the the fine print and uh, all the different things in our Constitution that we never talk about. And I've discovered some legal loopholes that shock me, I guarantee you will shock you, and could determine the way that the presidential election in 2020 turns out. For instance, did you know that under our Constitution, a presidential candidate could actually lose the popular vote, fail to get a majority in the Electoral College, refuse to concede, uh, manipulate hidden mechanisms in our government, and still get sworn in as the president of the United States of America? That's a true fact. I know it sounds like some crazy House of Cards episode, and I wish it was, because then we could just change the channel. But I just described to you a real-world, real-life possibility that could occur this year, the year I'm talking, in 2020, or in some other year if we don't fix some of these glitches in our system. So if you think, though, that the American people's choice 
in a U.S. presidential election should actually be sworn in to become president of the United States? Please pay attention to this talk. I'm going to teach you how to stop a coup. Okay? Now, where to begin? All right, how about this? It turns out that one of the main safeguards of U.S. democracy is not in the Constitution at all. It's not in the law at all. It's actually just a little tradition. It's a little custom. And yet, this one voluntary gesture is one of the main reasons that you almost never have riots and, and bloodshed and strife after a U.S. election. What I'm talking about is a concession speech. Okay, it's ironic. It's the one speech no presidential candidate ever wants to give, and yet it is that public address that is most important for the health and the well-being of our nation. It's that speech, you know, when a presidential contender gives it, it's after the advisors come and the media tells them, look, you're not going to get enough votes to be able to hit that magic number of 270 uh, electoral college votes. You're just not going to get there. At that moment, you don't think about this, but the fate of the entire republic is in the hands of a single politician and their willingness to walk out there and stand in front of their family and stand in front of the cameras and stand in front of the whole nation and say, I am conceding the race wow. voluntarily. Thank you to my supporters. The other person has won now. Congratulations to them. Let's unite behind them. Let's move on. Let's be one country. God bless America. We've seen it a thousand times. Make no mistake. This is a remarkable tradition in our country. Because at that moment, that candidate still has at her command a nationwide army mm. of campaign activists, of diehard partisans, tens of thousands of people. They could just as easily take up arms, take to the streets, they could do whatever they want to. But that concession speech instantly demobilizes all of them. It says, hey, guys, stand down, folks, it's over. Moreover, that concession speech helps the tens of millions of people who voted for that person to accept the outcome. Acknowledge the winner, however begrudgingly, and then just get up the next morning, go to work, go to school, maybe disappointed, but not disloyal to America's government. And even more importantly, that concession speech has a technical function in that it kind of allows all the other steps that our Constitution requires after the voting. And there are a bunch of steps, like you got the Electoral College that's got to meet, you've got Congress has got to ratify this thing, you've got inauguration to be had. All that stuff can just move ahead on automatic pilot because after the concession speech, every subsequent step to either reinstate the president or elevate a new president just happens on a rubber stamp basis. And the Constitution requires it, but it's a rubber stamp. But we sometimes forget candidates do not have to concede. There's nothing that makes them concede. It's just a norm in a year in which nothing is normal. So what if a losing candidate simply refused to concede? What if there is no concession speech? Well, what could happen might terrify you. I think it should. First, to give you the background, let's make sure we're all on the same page here. Let me give you this analogy. Think about a presidential election as a, as a baseball game. The end of the ninth inning, whoever is ahead wins, whoever's behind loses. That's baseball. But could you imagine a different world in which in baseball, there were actually 13 innings or 14 innings, not just nine. But we just had a weird tradition. If you're behind in the ninth inning, you just come out and concede. All right? So all those other innings don't matter. 
That's really how the presidential elections work in America, because the Constitution actually spells out two different sets of innings. You got the popular election process everybody pays attention to, and then you've got the elite selection process that everybody essentially ignores. In a close election, if nobody concedes, the second invisible process, these extra innings, if you will, they actually matter a whole lot. Let me explain. That first set of innings, popular election, it's what you think about when you think about the presidential election. It's the, the, the primaries, the caucuses, the debates, uh, the conventions, it's election night, it's all that stuff. Most of the time, the loser on election night, at that point, just concedes. Why? The American people have spoken, all that. But according to the Constitution, the game is technically not over. After the cameras go away, after the confetti swept away, the Constitution requires this whole other set of innings, these elite selection process stuff, and this is all behind closed doors, it's among government officials, and, and this process goes from the end of the vote counting in November through December all the way into January. You just never think about it because for so many generations, these extra innings haven't mattered much because the election night loser just concedes. So this other stuff's just a formality. Even in 2000, Vice President Al Gore gave up as soon as the Supreme Court ordered an end to the vote counting. Gore did not continue the fight into state legislatures, into the Electoral College, into Congress. He didn't try to discredit the results in the press. Frankly, he didn't send his supporters out into the streets with protest signs or pitchforks or long guns. As soon as the court said the vote count is done, he just conceded to George W. Bush. Because that's what we do. That's just kind of how we do things around here. You don't fight in the extra innings until maybe 2020, when one major candidate is already saying he may not accept the results of the vote counting. Curse you 2020. So what could happen instead? Instead of conceding, a losing candidate could launch a ferocious fight to grab power anyway, or to hold on to power anyway. In the courts, yes, but also in the state houses, electoral college, even in Congress. They could file, for instance, dozens of lawsuits attempting to block the counting of millions of mail-in ballots, saying they should all be thrown out. They're all fraudulent. Then they could demand that the states refuse to certify the election because of all this alleged fraud or, or interference from a foreign power, or the loser's party could send a rival uh, slate of electors to the Electoral College or to Congress and say, no, we're the real electors, and create a whole situation with that. Any of this stuff could create such a mess in the Electoral College and the Congress that the whole matter just winds up in front of the House of Representatives for the first time since the 1800s. Now, here's where it gets totally crazy. If the presidential election winds up in the Congress, in the House of Representatives, they don't have to pay any attention at all to the popular vote or the electoral vote. It's like the election never happened. Oh. And then it gets even crazier. The final tally in the House is taken not by delegate, but by delegation. In other words, individual Congress people don't get to vote. It's done by states. Now, get your head wrapped around this. In 2020, the majority of Americans live in blue states, but there are more red states. So there's a possibility that the Republicans in the House of Representatives could just anoint 
their candidate to be president, even without the popular vote, what? a majority electoral college. That could happen. Now, some people would call that outcome a perfectly legal, perfectly constitutional. So somebody coup. told Trump that that's, that's what he's doing then. Of majority rule in the United States. He's stirring up that all this chaos. That is possible under our Constitution, and it could happen this year. So what can you do about it? Okay, now keep in mind, if the margin of the victory is so massive, it's truly massive, the losing candidate's political party is going to walk away and just let their leader go down. Uh, nobody's going to risk a constitutional crisis to, to, to save somebody who is super unpopular. But if the race is close, all bets are off. Wow. And then the fight could continue long past election night. You could be, you know, trying to deal impact this whole other process you never heard of before. You're going to have to be, you know, lobbying, protesting, speaking out, contacting lawmakers, a whole other process you've never done before. Whoa. So landing in this completely unfamiliar uh, scenario, uh, what can you do? Uh, how do you, how are we supposed to act? What are we supposed to do in this situation? There's basically three things that matter. Number one, get informed. A number of progressive organizations are already working hard to warn Americans about this growing threat to our democracy. Some organizations you could look into and research for yourself, choosedemocracy.us, uh, electiontaskforce.org, uh, protectdemocracy.org, uh, mobilize.us, allamericans.org, civicalliance.com, and the fight back table at demos.org. All these groups are working on this. Now, on the right, if, you, if that's your cup of tea, you could also check out the Heritage Foundation or the Government Accountability Institute. They're focused on voter fraud. But you gotta get informed, no matter what side you're on. Also, number two, you gotta get loud. You gotta get loud. A situation like this, these days, everybody is a media channel. You are the media. So use your own voice. And, and when you do, my advice, speak to universal American values, not the partisan stuff, okay? Speak to the American values that every American should be down with, no matter what party they're in. The idea that every uh, voter counts and that every vote should be counted, that's an American value, period. The notion that the majority should rule in America, that's an American value. The idea that a, an incumbent president should concede honorably and, and graciously and ensure a peaceful transfer of power rather than trying to use every trick in the book to hang on to power, that's an American value too. If you stick with those values, you're going to be heard by a lot more people and help bring the country together. And lastly, sorry folks, voting's not enough. You're going to have to get active. You're going to have to get involved. You could join and support with your money some you know, existing organizations, powerful groups like the Leadership Conference on Civil Rights, uh, the ACLU, uh, NAACP, Legal Defense Fund, Indivisible, uh, ColorChange.org. These groups are going to be fighting in the courts, fighting in Congress to try to make sure that we have a fair outcome. Those groups could use your help and your donations. But if it gets to the point where you feel that you have to take it to the streets, that, you, that you're going to have to go outside and demonstrate and march and protest. Please do it peacefully. It's not just philosophy or morality. A lot of studies have shown that it's the peaceful protests that are more successful at challenging these would-be dictators and reversing coup attempts. It's the peaceful ones. Why? Because when the protests turn violent, 
all that chaos and carnage actually chases away supporters. So rather than the demonstrations getting bigger and the protests getting bigger, they start to shrink. Then the government looks reasonable when it cracks down. So it's actually a lot better to follow the guidance of the late, great Gene Sharp. Now, he has written beautifully and well about how strategically you can roll back a coup just using very smart, very disciplined, very nonviolent protests. And a lot of his best ideas and people who've been influenced by that are available in something called a new guidebook called Hold the Line. You can look at look it up. It's called Hold the Line, uh, the Guide to Defending Democracy. You can get that at holdthelineguide.com. And that can give you a real good framework to move forward in a smart, peaceful way if you feel that you've got to take it to the streets. Now, look, I know all this stuff is overwhelming, and I got to admit, uh, some of these steps may not be enough. A truly rogue president could call, um, you know, private armed militia uh, to try to intimidate lawmakers into keeping him or her in power. Or uh, they could just abuse their emergency powers and try to stay in office indefinitely. So, you know, we've got some real problems with our system. The best way to stop a coup is to update and strengthen our democratic system as soon as this election is over. Maybe we need to rethink, reimagine, or just get rid of this whole electoral college yeah. uh, extra innings yeah. thing in the first place. Yeah. I know for sure we've got to do a better job of protecting voter rights, of prosecuting voter intimidation, and also making sure we've got the technology that nobody needs to be afraid of voter fraud. Uh, these are the steps that we're going to have to take to make sure that we have a democracy and democracy endures. Because never forget this. In the long sweep of human history, a democratic republic is the rarest form of government on earth. Democracies are fragile. Democracies can fail. And what citizens do or fail to do in a moment of crisis can determine the final fate of government of, by, and for the people. So let's do our best vote. But this time, we got to stay vigilant and active. Even after the ballots have been counted, yes. we got to stay active all the way through to Inauguration Day. Yeah. But I want to say to you, I will support the winner of a free and fair election, no matter which candidate wins. And I will oppose any so-called winner who prevails by twisting the process beyond recognition. Because any American should be willing to concede an election, but no American should concede the core principles of democracy itself. Thank you. Wow, that's that's something, huh? I didn't know all that either, but I tell you what. This is the year <laughs> that we all should have been enriched in knowledge of unknown facts. <laughs> uh, and, and really thank Trump because he forcing you to really go back and say, well, he can't do that. He can't say that. Why he acting like this? And really understand <laughs> um, being a president is more than just being a businessman because you know you hear that too. I'm going to vote for him because he's a businessman. But business... Yeah, but this is a country. A country have alliances. So you just, you know, and have um, other protocols to protect 
the, the your citizens of the country that you are commander of chief, right? You don't fire everybody that you that you need to help you run the country. You can't run the country by yourself. And that's what he wants. He wants to be a dictator. He wants to be like Jing Hong of Hong Kong and China in China and um what's his name? Putin in Russia. He wants to be the one man to stand forever and run everything. Oh no, baby, you ain't you. No, no, no. That dog get hunting around these borders. So sorry, not in these states. <laughs> uh, somebody told him wrong. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and like your girl, the girl sing that song. You about to lose your job. He know he about to lose his job. That's why he acting a fool. Poor thing. I just feel so sorry for him, though. I really do. I feel sorry for him. He's a sole loser. When people act like that, that, that's a bully, and he's a sole loser. You know? You had your time to shine. Now, now you're saying, what we going to do? No, you should have been doing stuff in there. You're so busy. You can't, When you went in there trying to eradicate and undo everything the former president did because you have that little, that little sting of hate and jealousy inside of you, you see what I'm saying? You should have just went on there and did your job. Period. But I tell you what. This, this way he messed up at y'all. I'm, I'm telling you. This way he messed up with that COVID-19 stuff. Especially how he just. They claimed that. that um, he had the, the COVID-19 right. He went out and then just came back out like that. And how he came back out and how he was boasting about it. Not being sympathetic, empath- having empathy for people and families who still in the hospital struggling with it, right? Not not even understanding that people didn't have access like he had access, okay? So, first of all, I thought he really, I was praying. I said, Lord, this man come out here and be humble and he, he'll be a changed man. I said, I'll vote for him then. Man, that man came out there boasting like he is, um... Uh, Long John Silver. Talking about God bless God gave him the the, the 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 oh man, he just messed up right there. That's why he messed up yet. Because every every American everyone everyone was touched by this disease. I don't think not one person that I know in their family was touched by this disease, right? So why in the world you gonna come out there? Boasting like it's nothing, still acting like it's nothing. On the day that every state reported new cases and people died, you up there talking about oh it's going away. We 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 not gonna we not gonna worry about COVID nineteen. That's all they want to talk about. COVID nineteen, COVID, 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 COVID. He making a joke out of it. You know how insensitive that was. People crying. Cause they can't even see their family like you was able to go see your family. You know what I'm saying? And that was a turning point for for a lot of people. And all these other, I can't even. Lord, I just said, Lord, have mercy on the ones that's still going out here acting, you know, feeling trumpy. But overall, that's where he messed up at y'all. If that man would have came out humble, you know what I'm saying? I really feel he probably would have won. But he came out there boasting, still not 
talking about the mass, still talking about the economy, talking about the stock market is going to go up. Man, everybody don't have stocks. Everybody don't have 401ks. And people who have 401ks, like I did at one time, had to use their 401k because they're in the middle of a pandemic. People got to use their savings because y'all stop the unemployment. Y'all stop the stimulus. You supposed to have a stimulus at least for three months. Y'all just get one. Y'all thought y'all was giving everybody a million dollars when you just get $1,200. $1,200, when people got that $1,200, they was already two months behind in their rent. Oh, come on now. See, I mean, priorities are just all messed up. So, that's what he messed up at. That's right. That's what he messed up at. He should have came out there humble and apologized. No, he came out there like, you know, he big chief, baby. And you, you out of there, bro. Like the girl sing the song, you about to lose your job. Because you're talking about nothing. <laughs> That's right. You about to lose your job. So that was a very interesting, um, very interesting how all that is considered for a president to be elected. And so... I'm sure by him saying, by their attorney explaining it to that degree, somebody else told Trump that. And that's why he, he started all the way last year. He started with this, this the mail, the mail, the mail. Oh, he really pumped it up this year. And just was crazy. I just like, oh, my gosh, are you serious? Are you serious? And people just tired. You know, uh, this, this is too much rhetoric. And people just tired of it. And really, everybody just wanted to quiet down. We just want some peace in the valley, you know? <laughs> we just want peace in the valley. And they say this year is the most record-breaking year because of old early votes. Early votes, y'all. And I made sure I voted older, too, because this is just... I don't even want to be in the streets tomorrow. That's why I told my daughter, look, hey, that child with my grandbaby, because I don't know what's going on now. I'm not being out in the streets. These people, oh, and they had, like, out here, drive-by shooting, literally, man, drive-by the lady and shooting the lady, shooting the car, road rage. All kind of craziness. I'm like, really? My God. What's wrong with these folks? So, all right. I hope that kind of helps some of you guys. And I will chat with you guys later. All right. Hey, you guys. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Well, it's post-election day, and I don't even want to turn on the TV. <laughs> I think I'm going to go ahead and fix my coffee now, and it is going on 7. I need to get ready anyway because my 
my, my baby gonna be over here. But, um, yeah, let me just fix my coffee now. I'm not even going to even do that to myself. I will say this, uh, I'm getting ready for the birthday party. How many people ready for the birthday party? And let's do something. I got, um, I got some, um, some, some gift cards. And I had on there, I, I look, I, I think I might have forgot, to, I put the wrong fly up there because it's retro, 70s and 80s, right? You know, so come on, let's, um, let's put on our best, our best outfit on from the 70s or 80s, right? We're going to rock the house, we're going to go way back, way back and have a good time, right? You know, and so let's, let's, um, select who had the best outfit or whatever. And I, I got something for y'all. I got something for you. So send me your send me your email address at boomthankthetv at gmail.com. Y'all know me, I'm always giving something away. I got I have a whole crate of stuff that I just buy. And when I have different events and stuff, I just give stuff away, you know. And that's just me, I'm a giver. You know, but God had to slow me down. Yes, yes he did. He had to slow me down. And um, I went through that financial which we all did, but I was already in it when it hit, so that was even um, a challenge, but even with that, you guys, God still blessed, right? He's still blessed. Yeah, it was really, really uh, uh, awesome, awesome time. So, yeah, let's do that. Don't forget, Wrapping up this 2020, we're going to go out with a bang with a lot of awesome information and a lot of things that God wants us to just focus on. And they have a lot of stuff flying out here, man. And I got to get in the ball game. I I took some medicine. I just went to sleep. I went to sleep early. My daughter was on the line talking about the election and looking at the results and stuff. I said, girl, I'm not staying on watching that. I'm going to bed. <laughs> I pray. I trust God. I've been trusting God all my years. I'm going to continue on. Uh, but my thing is, I say, God, right now, what I really need, I need a vehicle because I want to be at every hall meeting, every public hearing. You know what I'm saying? I need some I need some property. God said the word today was the kingdom of God suffer violence and the violence taken back by force. And who is the main nationality that that um, in common violence? And it's the national, the black nation, the black nation. With, you know, all nations are experiencing it, but who is getting it hard? Who has the stigma? Who has the uh, the profile issues and just things that are uh, happening to our nation? So we are the ones that's, that people say they stand with um, Black Lives Matter. Blacks uh, solidarity, you know, with the black people, and they understand. No, they don't. No, they don't. Because if they did, half the people out there running around there with them trunk flags, running over people. I mean, look how crazy that was. You know, walking the streets with guns and stuff. What? 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 Are we in the Roman? You know, are we in the Roman day? <laughs> It just, I'm like, whoa, this is, this is how it was back in Martin Luther King days? I mean, 
They put that little fit. I mean, wow. I mean, come on. Really? This is the stuff that they had to deal with. Only blessed part about it now that uh, the advancement from our forefathers, right? The people that, that opened up the avenues and marched, you know, and, and, and was able to get the Civil Rights Acts of 64 passed, right? And uh, the, de- the how to say the segregation, now they're trying to desegregate, you know, because really, to be honest with you, some of the white folks don't want to be around black people. I don't care what you're trying to say or do, and they're, they're they had one lady on the news. The man asked her, uh, what would you do? Uh, what would you do if Trump went? And she said, I want to get her words right. I probably have to paraphrase it. But she said, she said, oh, that means America's going to get 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 back the way it used to be when my dad, dad was, was alive. Whoa, 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 whoa. See, these are the statements... These are the statements that I'm listening to. It ain't no such thing as getting back with the, the coal mines. You know, because back 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 then when her dad dad was alive, they had coal mining. They had the gold rush, right? Now, this lady, she was in her 70s talking like that. And she say her dad's dad? Okay, so let's take those years, you guys. See, this is what I don't... People is not really dissecting. Okay, when you make those statements, okay, I gotta go back and see what was happening back then for you to say that that the make America great again how it used to be. We don't wanna go back to how it used to be. That was not a good thing for my for my grandmother and her mother and my grandfather and her and, and his father and my dad. Matter of fact, not even that that far away. My parents. And then he said, well, suppose Trump don't win. Suppose Biden win. She said, oh, well, we just going to be a mess like the last eight years we had to come through. And Biden sure is not going to be a president. So we're going to have another one telling us what to do in the country. What? So what she really saying, because of the black woman in the White House, that's the vice P, we all done come to, sh- to, 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 to nothing. A bag of baby poo. Why is that so? The lady have intelligence. The lady then then proved herself through her work and her education. Now yeah, now people want to throw a Biden about the criminal law, right? That he did way back almost certain years, right? But they missed. See and see, this is a lot of people. See, I listen to what people say and how they say it. That man acknowledged it and he apologized for it. Through his debate, he said, yeah, yeah, I was. I was on it, I did it, I signed it. He said, but after the years and after my maturity, I said, you know what? These were just minor, minor offenders. We can do better than this. If the wealthy can take their children and put them in a rehab, we should have a system to be able to help reform them. And this is what I want to do to rectify what I did back then. See, that's a man with heart. That's a man that have acknowledged, yeah, I, I was part of that. He ain't try to make it seem like, well, you know, back then, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, no, no, he ain't try to cover it up. He ain't try to stop. 
He ain't try to. I've done so much for black Americans, you know. I done put money in their college. I done did the platinum plan. Yeah, that platinum plan is a big joke. That platinum plan and all that money going straight to the federal contractors. Listen to what it say. The federal contractors to go and build up more infrastructures they quote-unquote claim to advance the black community. That's not going to our pockets. That's not like a reparation. Come on, y'all. And the money to the schools and colleges, they're not going to get it because he didn't ban the 1619 curriculum. And signed an executive order. Pull it up, you guys. Go Google the 1619 curriculum. That's supposed to have been distributed for this school session in colleges and high school to teach the children the truth on what happened with the black nation, how they came over here in slavery. Oh no, we don't want our children to, to be, um, um, yeah, they have the left, they, they, they want to rewrite history. They want to rewrite history. They, they, they want to. Uh, disintegrate our forefathers and we're going to take all the statues and make a museum for them and the ones that was torn down and destroyed, we're going we're gonna to mount them back up and we're going to honor our forefathers for making this America great the way America should be. And I'm going to sign an executive order and I've come up with the Patriot curriculum that will be reintroduced to the school system and colleges to protect our forefathers and anyone that teaches anything else to destroy the very honor of our forefathers, they will not get funded at all. Who is he talking about, y'all? The black colleges. The same black colleges that's in that platinum plan that he said he's going to give so much money to, but it's a catch-22 toy. If you teach that 1619, you will not get none of this money. But he already signed the order. So now what y'all going to do now? Black folks who saying Trump, 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 Trump. What y'all going to say now? Papa say it's not so much what a person say is what they don't say. He never can open up his mouth and say black lives matter. He have not said it not one time. And when the incident happened, he said, oh, that's a terrible thing. You know, but the cops, you know, they're doing the best that they can. You know, it's a very scary thing out there to be out there, you know. And um, it's a very, that's, a, that's an unfortunate thing. Wow, really? That's all you can say? They still, even through the marches and all this, they still killing our people. Oh, but Dr. D, they say he he had a knife in his hand. So what you expect? But if you look at the video, the man was running away from him, and the call was that he was having a mental breakdown. 
So if he had a mental breakdown, if I called 911, hey, I need help. My son having a mental breakdown. He have a knife and I don't want him to hurt himself. Cops coming running out there, right? They come out there guns and blading. They didn't say he was hurting anybody. They didn't say he robbed anybody. They say he ain't stole anything. They say he was having a mental breakdown. He had a knife in his hand. And you can see where he was running away. He running through the calls. He really, to me, I'm like, he got scared. He's trying to run away. And they shot the man. And I think they said they shot, they shot him uh, more than seven times, like 20-something times to get him down. Really? Wow. Why you just couldn't tase him? Why you couldn't just tase him? So he can drop the drop the knife and y'all can grab him and calm him down. Why is it so easy to take a life? So easily to take a black life. So easy to take any lives, period. But come on, y'all. Y'all know the numbers now. They 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 wiping, they trying to wipe, they trying to wipe us out, which they never wipe us out because we multiply, we never die. We multiply, we never die. That's, that's in scripture there. Harold go and try to take all the babies two years old and under. And, and, and literally murder, slaughter these children. These Hebrews. Hebrews, they was black, y'all. When the Hebrew women was giving birth in Egypt. And they was like, tell them, just take the babies and destroy them. And the midwives say, they're coming out too fast. But they already knew what was going on. They said, I'm not killing them, baby. That's that's God's people. So it's all through the word. It's all through the word. Come on, y'all. Y'all know what's happening. Anyway. I'm going to get off of that. Let me get off of that. Because I'm about to cut on this TV and see what's happening. But don't forget about the birthday party, November 7th. That's Saturday night at 7 p.m. Hey, Retro, come on. Send me your email address to boomfactortv at gmail.com so I can send you the link. I put it on Facebook. It's on Instagram. Uh, I think I put it on my feed. But I'm going to put it in the description. Y'all, come on, celebrate. Come on, celebrate with me. So I can know where y'all coming from. Okay? I want to know what country you're at, what state you're at, what city you're in. Yeah, let's do that. Okay? All right. Love you. God bless you. And breathe, breathe, breathe. I'm going to come on the next episode, and I'm going to turn on the TV, and I'm going to see what's happening. Okay? We're we going to do this together. All right? <laughs> Look, I'm fix my coffee, and we're going to do this together. Okay? Let me see how long I've been on here. I'm going to be on here too long. 15 minutes, yeah. All right.